0: Welcome to Conversations That Matter, where we ask questions, explore topics, and shine a light on what's truly important. So we're here today with Conversations That Matter, we have Allison Ramchuk with the KGH Foundation and Jessica Samuels from the Canadian Mental Health Association. I kind of stumbled over that, but maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself, Allison, first.
1: Okay, well, hello. I am the newly appointed uh, CEO at the foundation. I'm a local Okanagan resident. I've been here, gosh, close to 15 years, and I've been in the social profit sector for that long. And uh, I have an incredible team and and an amazing uh, ability to uh, work with community, both from a partnership lens and from a philanthropic investment lens, to uh, connect on issues that, that matter to people and uh, bring attention and resources to
0: them. And maybe Jessica, if you could give us a little introduction as well.
2: Sure, Jessica Samuels. I'm the Associate Director of Community Engagement at the Canadian Mental Health Association here in Kelowna. And what that means for me is I do all the communications and all the fundraising um, for the organization. And when you think of communications or you think about community engagement, certainly in the nonprofit world, it, so many uh, sectors relationships uh, are a huge part of it. Whether it's uh, for fundraising, to understand those larger social issues, which is what we're here to talk about today, um, and then to form that sense of connection and create community. And certainly, as we go into the third year of what we're facing something that I don't think any one of us thought that we would be addressing in our lives man do we ever want to feel connected do we ever want to build community and I think um, continue to to use your words Allison from earlier to try and foster some hope to know that we can move forward
0: so I understand we're looking to form a unique partnership Maybe you can explain that a little bit, Allison.
1: approach that the KGH Foundation really wants to foster more of, which is how do we work together to um, not necessarily solve, but to uh, support people in this community and issues um, that we're all facing. And CMHA and KGH Foundation came together years ago, and uh, together we were able to raise funds to establish foundry, which... Um, is definitely a step forward in how we support people in our community living uh, with uh, mental health, um, just for their mental wellness I guess, and when they're facing moments of needing support and intervention. And we continued that dialogue and we continue to work closely together and we're now in conversation. Uh, Once again we're around the table and we've invited other partners from the community that are doing really great work and uh, we're starting to ask some big questions and we have um, decided on a first step, I guess. To how do we provide support now and start to foster hope and uh, look for investment uh, in a in a conversation that will be geared towards um, how do we design a future that's going to. Uh, Impact this very important issue in a way that um, you know allows us to sort of move forward and not stay stuck in this cycle of um, needing more and more and more, and there never seeming to be enough.
0: Mental health has been a in the last couple of years. I think it's it's on a lot of people's minds. I'm not sure if too many people can say their mental health is better in this in these past two years. So I can see that that focus and that need being paramount. Jessica, you've been in that field for a long time. Maybe you can share some of your thoughts over the past two years.
2: Well, definitely, and in fact, CMHA National and UBC just released the fourth wave of their study, and this study started when the pandemic started, and it really is measuring the mental health of Canadians, and you're so right, 50% of Canadians, and a little bit more than that in BC, have said that their mental health has deteriorated, so that's not a real surprise. I think what's interesting is that we're measuring this, and folks are talking about it, and they're being honest about it. Um, we know that things like, um, when is the pandemic going to end? If it's ever going to end, what's the next variant, uh, that's going to be coming down the pipe? Those are concerns that folks are talking about. We know that we use this phrase, we're all in this together and we are, but We're in it differently. So certainly those vulnerable populations have, uh, are experiencing a larger decrease, a larger decrease. They, they are experiencing the negative impacts more, more so than, than yeah. So vulnerable populations, individuals who already had a mental illness or mental health concerns before they came into this, people who are on the lower end of the income LGBT community indigenous and young people and so those are the stats at CMHA Kelowna and at Foundry Kelowna we're seeing it every day we're seeing more individuals coming in and asking for help for themselves for their family they're in greater distress and it's the uncertainty of not knowing what is next around the corner. We are running on empty, collectively, and as individuals. And we have to do something um, to address it. But I think it's, it's a big question, like what can we do? And this is why it's really exciting when we have uh, the KGH Foundation come on board, because just as five years ago, when uh, they partnered with us, um, to open foundry Kelowna, when they approached us and said we need to fundamentally change the way that we address mental health we've got to do something of course as a service provider organization we're like yes please please help us yes that would be great thank you <laughs> you know it's
1: and this was this was what was driving this work and created this opportunity is that collaboration and uh We realized, I realized uh, really, really quickly that service providers, you know, CMHA being a a huge and significant one, and others that we're talking to, the Child Advocacy Center, Elizabeth Fry Society, Kelowna Community Resources, everybody is full out doing what they can. And in addition to COVID, you know, we're facing staffing shortages. Uh, The world is going through... um, An incredibly difficult time right now and uh, so to look at being able to take the time as a service provider to step back means that you're not necessarily going to serve the immediate need and that's where there's this huge challenge and we have this privilege I guess is at the foundation to help facilitate those conversations bring people around the table we at the foundation are not um, the service provider we are not the experts but if we can catalyze this incredible community to support the work right now like yes let's let's help there's there's an immediate, um, need and so being able to drive resources and financial support to these incredible services that exist, but then also fund this conversation, this collective conversation that starts to look at how do we design a continuum of care? How do we maybe approach things differently so that we're not constantly needing more, 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 but we can look at how, how we can do things differently in the future? So, um in that conversation too, is it's not just talk, but how do we take action? And uh, I mean, we should all understand that action requires people and it requires funds.
0: Yeah, so, and I can just say as a layman, like people are living in almost like a constant state of fear and and when you have that with people, people look for support and that's what you're saying, It's that support needs to come from organizations, from other people, because we're a social creature as well. And, you know, the isolation that we've had and all that stuff and that constant fear and now the, the other stuff that's developing in the world right now just just adds to that fear level. So I, I, I would assume that more and more people are going to, you know, kind of like be mentally tapped out, right? So that support's going to be so important. So what are the goals of the organization? Like, what, what are your goals?
1: Well with this, I mean the ultimate goal is to work together uh, as a community to support the needs of our community and the first step with that is um, putting into place an action plan and that's what we've done. So we are looking to together raise 1.7 million dollars um, in the short term so that we can provide some immediate respite and support uh, to our partners and then uh, fund an innovation um uh, fund to to um, position us so that we can then start having this conversation right away, give people the space and time that they need to have the conversation and then identify what pieces of work need to be looked at and uh, start moving in that direction. And I mean it's a starting place it's not going to be the solution. this is going to be a continuum, um, a dialogue that, that that carries on but we, I mean, the hope would be that in a year from now, we can come back to the community and say, because of your support, um, we were able to meet, help support and meet some of the immediate needs, but we now have some recommendations. We have an idea of some really important advancements that we can at least take here that might start to change um, how, we, how we support those in our community who are, who are struggling.
2: Mm-hmm. I think one of the great things from a service provider perspective is that uh, Allison and her team at KJH Foundation they've they really did their homework and 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 they're they're that type of funder they they seek out um, some of the stressors that we're feeling as community uh, service providers and then how can they support and for this particular one I mean I'm not sure when you first started meeting with our CEO Sheila Turner and with our director of uh, service delivery and program innovation Mike Golick, and really my takeaway from those meetings was that you just really sat and listened and you wrote down a ton of notes um and 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 we love that because we feel heard everybody wants to feel heard and and our takeaway is that we we feel like you are you you understand that this is part of a solution and this is a step and that one of the great things about the kgh foundation is that they're in it for the long haul i mean they're they're an organization that is committed to um, fundamentally changing certain things you know and and that's whether it's uh, the way that they can manage acute care within the hospital again foundry Kelowna, and then now we have this element so one of the element the the uh, factors in this is that there's a cabinet formed, so they're they're being very thoughtful about the way this is. So the the cabinet, which is members from our organization and the Kelowna Community Resources and the Child Advocacy Center and individuals from Interior Health who are providing those services, are getting together and have been and will continue to talk about how best to address this. What is the next step? I think sometimes folks have a perception that nonprofit organizations or service providers out there that we're not collaborating, that we don't get together and talk about this stuff and we do. We're managing an incredibly complex need in our community and there's complex responses and so we don't always get it right but we are getting together and we are talking about it and we are trying to do better as we move forward.
0: Do you have some immediate needs, some priorities that that if more funding was available, that you would would want to do right away?
2: Yes, I mean yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> and, and that's yes. all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Short answer: yes, yes. We, I mean, in, in just chatting with the with our frontline teams, we are seeing way more families come into uh, Foundry Kelowna. So Foundry Kelowna is a youth mental health hub for young individuals twelve to twenty four and their families. And that and families part has really grown in the 5 years that Foundry's been open and we're seeing more parents coming in. Now you they don't necessarily have a youth who is accessing care at Foundry and they don't have to in order to access those services. Families are struggling because of all the things you know we talk about those social determinants of health paying your rent or your mortgage paying groceries having a place to um, where you feel like you have a sense of meaning or belonging so meaningful work I mean driving to work let's even just talk about that the gas prices going to get groceries so these are the stressors that are leaving us burnt out leaving us exhausted and those foundational elements that we rely on as an individual to get us through the challenges that we experience in life were tapped out 100%. So families, definitely. I want to make the point that, you know, the provincial and federal governments came forward um, with the onset of the pandemic and and gave a lot of one-time funding um, or a lot of immediate funding, which was incredible. And one of the benefits of that is we do have virtual counseling. What we're concerned about is how sustainable that is in terms of the funding for that service. Because if we dropped all restrictions tomorrow and everything opened back up, it's not like the mental health needs of the last three years or the impacts are going to go away. So, you know, right now we have a 10 week wait for a virtual counseling and that's something that is free and is trying to be accessible to all individuals. And here we are. We have folks saying they need to have help. Great. Can you come back in 10 weeks? And, you know, what we're seeing it uh, when we're
1: speaking to our partners and those at KGH, um, they've they've expressed a 41 percent increase in moderate to severe presentations. So it's that point you're talking about, Jessica, where people are waiting. And while they're waiting, the world continues to, um, I guess, cultivate or ignite that stress that they're feeling, that concern that they're feeling. And uh, in in a place of obvious um, desperation, they're showing up at the emergency room and they're now at a point that they require a different kind of intervention than maybe um, what would have been possible had they been able to access some, some supports earlier on. And it's not that our community providers aren't trying to provide that support or aren't doing their work, it's just a matter
0: of numbers and the ability to meet everybody's unique need. A shocking stat. 53% Fifty-three percent of Canadians aren't sure if they can meet their monthly obligations, and that's and that's this is Canada, right? And and we're at that place, and inflation continues to rise, and it looks like it's going to like energy is energy is in everything. I think people forget that energy is in everything. Like if you take a loaf of bread, it takes energy to plant the wheat, it takes energy to harvest the wheat, take the wheat to the The weed pool, and then from the train to the the bakery, from the bakery to the store, and then to go to pick up, it's it's energies and everything. And and those factors, when we talk about more vulnerable people, most of their costs relate to rent, which is skyrocketing. I think we've seen an increase in Kelowna of 26%. Um, Energy, uh, the price of oil this morning was $128 a barrel, which has doubled since December. And then so they have energy, and they have rent, and then food, and then again, we're seeing a definite... um, We have to remember, Russia is one of the world's largest resource countries in the world, and the Ukraine as well is one of the richest agricultural areas. So from there comes wheat and oil and tons of platinum and all kinds of other metals and stuff like that. So that inflationary pressure is likely to get worse, and that's going to cause people to be more and more stressed.
1: As you're talking about this, I feel stress. Um, And I think uh, that's very real for all of us. And I'm not suggesting that um, hope or this campaign is going to alleviate what we're feeling. But one thing I will say with coming together as partners, um, feeling like we're in this together, we're supporting each other, but also in philanthropy. I know myself personally when I... Was observing everything unfolding in the ukraine i felt really really helpless you know i talked to my kids i talked to those i care about but one thing i also did was looked up ukrainian-based charities because in the absence of being able to necessarily directly do something i felt compelled to do something, and uh, I, I I chose to give a gift, and I think in our community, um, there's a lot of people uh, who want to help, and they don't necessarily know how, and that's one channel that philanthropy can do. It's giving to feel that you're going to help support a solution or at least provide some respite um, does create meaning for people and does create a connection to something that otherwise might feel really impossible and overwhelming. So that's the side of this too, that um, we're in this, but if we can't um, find moments that, uh, you know, we can look at that, you know, we are coming together, we are trying to find solutions. There are good things that are happening, um, then, then it feels impossible.
0: Yeah, I think Canada happens to be, and I don't want to get into like politics, Canada happens to be in a very enviable position because we're almost a mirror of, of Russia as far as our resource sector goes, agriculture, all that kind of stuff. So obviously, if, if Canadians can pull together and try to take up some of that that you know demand that's going to be coming from the world and plus from Canadians that can help a lot and I think the community is going to need the services of of your organizations more so and, and it comes to mind is what my mom always used to say to me those who have more should give to those who have less and I think that's what we're going to need is the people that have more kind of trying helping those people that aren't going to be able to make ends meet I, I think that's the, the toughest part that we're going to see is 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 people not sure how they're going to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, yes, that someone once said, and I'm going to be paraphrasing. And uh, but, was when you serve your community and those around you, sort of from your heart, from a place where you share your talents, your gifts, your time, your energy, um, you'll meet the world's hunger. And uh, and and there's something really beautiful about that because again it's I, I have to feel that when we show up every day and we come together in this conversation and sitting here with you Jim and anybody who's listening um, we acknowledge it's a tough place right now but if we can create a, a space that we come together that we belong that we work together to serve our greater community and all of those in it um that uh that in itself uh will maybe be something that helps carry us through this otherwise i it is a pretty hopeless conversation yeah, I, I think it all
0: starts <laughs> with just healing though i think and an acceptance of each other and no matter what our political beliefs are or whatever we have i think we have to learn to accept each other for our differences as well and that's where canada was before but we seem to have have veered off of that and, and and we need to get back to that where we accept each other for who we are and what we do and and um and I think extending a hand is a lot better than you know using a stick on somebody.
2: Mm-hmm. Well and one of the great things about uh, I love about this campaign is that's you know a, a, the essence of it it's we see you and I think as individuals um how um the impacts of the last three years are showing up differently so uh whether it's it's you know illness loss of job loss of income the wear and tear we can't minimize the wear and tear which we're talking about the uncertainty and, and the burnout and then we've got russia and then we've got climate i don't know about you guys i don't know what to expect this summer i don't know what's gonna
0: happen <laughs> it's like crisis crisis crisis, crisis it crisis.
2: is and so we talk about stress uh, a stress response i mean that that is what uh over the ages has allowed us as humans to survive that stress kind of the reaction and that kind of uh, element it's 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 part of how we use that innate gut feeling about whether something feels good or bad but this chronic stress of this every day is exhausting and we're not built for this and um, it's it's uh, so you know I always say I was I, I don't want <laughs> I, I want people to to feel hopeful so I think the part the point that I'm making is that this campaign says we see you we see the things that folks are dealing with that it's gonna show up differently and that's what's great about KJH foundation able to use their influence and um, their networking and you know this this entity to Support some of these smaller service providers so CMHA Kelowna Child Advocacy Center and Kelowna Community Resources as well as their own um, Staff and then and then that's just now. I mean that's not a finite thing, but really it is to um, Address uh, folks concerns on that continuum of, of how it shows up in what they do How
0: can the community support the KGH Foundation?
1: the best thing I think that the community could do is in whatever way um, is meaningful to them is to take action so we're partnering with these incredible organizations if the community supports CMHA or Foundry continue to do that and then join us on Day of Giving we've got uh, we've done this every year for many 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 years and it always amazes me how incredibly generous this community is so sharing um, the message, uh, uh, joining us on day of giving to make a gift to help us, uh, Take action and and support the immediate needs of our community, to help us dream, and uh, and and look to the future and and hopefully find a way that we can come together better, uh, and and I think also share that message. I mean, if, if we can do anything too is, um, looking at one another and like to your point, Jim, um, having compassion, you know, and and recognizing that we are all experiencing this together, and so you know the, we see you um, and. Uh, to to take that message in both ways, take action on it, but also use it to um, just have compassion with people that are around you as we navigate these
0: days ahead. Maybe share where people can find the foundation online or? or what they can do?
1: Absolutely, so I mean it's an easy Google, KGH Foundation, uh, KGH Foundation mental health campaign. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to find us and we'll be uh, sharing our message through Kelowna now of course and, um, and we'll be on social media and our partners, we're gonna look together to really uh, generate that support that we need to do big things. I mean, fingers crossed, we'll be able to raise another million dollars that day
0: and, uh, and we can take quick action. If somebody's looking for help right now jessica where can they turn
2: well uh, you know it's i always feel a sense of angst (laughs) answering that question because you feel the sense of responsibility as a service provider to always have the answer so just say if you have been going through more than a couple of weeks and you're not yourself you're sleeping more or less you're drinking more or less, you're not as active, you're withdrawing from individuals, talk to somebody who is safe, whether that's a family member, a friend or a medical professional. Um, you can go to clona.org and there is a banner at the top that says find help now. I encourage individuals to click on that because it talks about the resources in our community if you are in immediate crisis or if you just are not feeling like yourself. And I think individuals uh, right now are feeling like they have to be in crisis in order to ask for help. And we're saying, please don't wait. In fact, that's the very point of this campaign. We want to prevent people from getting to that crisis mode. If you are listening and you know that you are in crisis, or you feel like you cannot manage, then please call 911, go to the uh, Columbia General Hospital, um, or there are a number of 1 uh, 800 suicide help phones that you can call, and you can call individuals and say, I need help and I need help right now. And please don't be ashamed to do so. Is there anything else you'd like to leave us with, Allison, as we wrap this up for today?
1: I, I guess sort of full circle to where we started is um, very grateful for the trust um, that we have with you know CMHA and with uh, members of our community and uh, very grateful to be in a position <clears throat> that we can uh, pull people together uh, to to do something that is going to uh, make a real difference for for those living in our community with um, mental health illness but also just supporting their mental wellness overall and uh, this conversation uh, really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here.
2: Any closing thoughts, Jessica? Um, No, I, well, just to echo what we said uh, at the very least, let's give each other grace, give ourselves grace and compassion and think about uh, as a community, what's possible and how we can come together in whatever way that looks like in order for us to truly create a mentally healthy community.
0: And I think I'd like to just say to everybody, just like any random act of kindness will help. It just just that little random act of kindness. Just treat everybody like you would like to be treated.
2: Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you, you, for coming you so in much. Today. Thanks, yeah, John. thank you.
2: If you
0: have any topics you would like to hear a conversation on, email us at podcasts at nowmediagroup.ca.